0: This episode is presented by the 2017 James Beard Foundation Food Summit and by Roland Foods.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at Heritage Radio Network.
2: Good evening and welcome to Foment about it! it. <laughs> on HeritageRadioNetwork.org.
3: I'm Mary Izette.
2: I'm Chris Kuzmi.
3: And I'm Rachel Jacobs. And we're your co-hosts through this journey of all things fermented.
2: Weekly. Archived on Stitcher, iTunes, and right here on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. <laughs> it is Monday, October 9th, um, and we just had a hell of a weekend at Fifth Hammer Brewing Company. It was our grand opening and I could not be more appreciative of all the appreciation and love that we've gotten from the city over the weekend. It was, uh, it's a whirlwind of time, but one I will never forget. So thank you to everybody who was there, uh, and who supported us through this journey to getting started. It's been a long road to this beginning, and and we devote ourselves to making the best players we can. And a great experience in the tap room. The tap room has been insane, really fun. Lots of dogs, lots of babies, chalkboard walls. We had some waffles, waffle truck on on. Sunday, all of this. And I only had four beers ready, but they, they all stood up and were different, I think. Uh, we have eight taps, and I'm excited to fill them up. I'm working hard. But with that, the, with the, the what I'll be serving in the tap room, we're doing our first festival uh, this upcoming weekend, Blocktoberfest, put on by the New York City Brewers Guild and where do we find out more information about it what's going on with that, Secretary of the New York City Brewers Guild, <laughs> Mary Izette?
3: You can go to nycbrewed.com uh, forward slash Blocktoberfest. So it's going to be from 12.30 to 6 p.m. at The Well in Brooklyn. And if you haven't been to The Well, you definitely are, and are in New York City or visiting. You definitely should. They have amazing beer on tap on tap in bottles and cans, um, and a huge backyard. It looks like the weather's actually going to clear up by then and be really nice. So, uh, there's like a $10 entry free and then different packages so you can buy tickets. So it's not an all-you-can-drink kind of beer fest. It's a ticketed beer event. What
2: does festival that Festival
3: kind of thing where you purchase tickets for beers. And there's going to be different, there's different options if you go to the website. Um, <clears throat> And we're gonna have food for sale, and we'll entertainment. Be selling,
2: we'll be selling our first uh, New York City uh, Brewers Guild collaboration Ooh, yeah. beer that we canned. Uh, we brewed it at at other uh, half-brewing company. Uh, available only in cans, and I believe only at this fest, unless you don't That's buy true. enough of it.
3: Yep. <laughs> Exclusively right. at Blocktoberfest. That's right. That's right. And there is over twenty New York City breweries. Oh Boring. yeah! It's gonna be like a, It's gonna be an awesome event. I will be there, as well as Kuzmi. That's true, and many other fantastic brewers in New York City.
2: <laughs> That's true. I don't know if my uh, brain
3: is
4: working uh, no, right we're anymore. Kind of <laughs> the hell of a weekend! Yes, it looks great. I'm looking at the list now. It looks like uh, almost every brewery in uh, in the uh, New York City area is going to be there. Um, yeah. So if you haven't had time, a chance to like get out to some of these places, this is like a good festival to get to sample all the good stuff in your neighborhood. Yep.
2: It's our annual fundraiser for the guild, and uh, before we it helps us start. Funding Things to Prep for New York City Beer Week, which happens in February, which we're already in talks of starting. Uh, And last year, we did a fermentation festival in in collaboration with the Guild, and we're just starting to talk about uh, organizing that again. Uh, One of the guests at that, or one of the vendors at that fermentation festival was our guest in the studio today, Barry Schwartz. Hi. How are you doing, Barry? Not too bad. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, Your voice is very familiar. I may have heard it on episode forty-two of Foment about it. You Uh, might have, yeah. uh, Oh, I think I was there. Oh, soy miso tempe (laughs) mental. I think (laughs) is what the title of that. Yeah,
4: (laughs) that was back in the day. Back in the day, that was over four years ago. (laughs) Back in September
3: of two thousand thirteen. Holy cow! Yeah,
2: Uh, (laughs) when we've learned so much, then we still sadly, Barry. I still have not had my way at making tempeh at home. Uh, you told us how to on that episode, but I have mm. not done it yet. I'll let have me tell to you, show you again.
3: I know, because although I will say we might have to put that on hold, because there's no freaking way. <laughs> we haven't even been home. Like I'm working my day job, and I go to the tasting room afterward. Chris at the brewery all the time. We don't even have a working hot water faucet in the kitchen right, right now. Like it <laughs> is, true. we are living in shame right now. Let me just tell you, but it's I'm, all worth it because the tasting room is awesome <laughs> and the brewery.
2: <laughs> We're dedicated. Uh, at that time, you uh, Barry's tempeh was in production for, for three years, and I believe you were making 600 pounds of tempeh at a time?
5: We were. We were working every other week, making six hundred yeah. pounds.
2: How how uh, have you grown since then? Uh, we have.
5: How has life changed since then? We, uh, we're in the kitchen every week now. Wow, making okay. six hundred pounds.
2: Hello. Wow, that's a yeah, yeah. And at the time, you were you were still just in in Brooklyn and and uh, Manhattan or, or just in New York City. We are area. still just in so, New York. Because the even City then, area. there was no way you could make enough to to really support the demand. Tempeh is
5: a funny thing. People yeah. don't know what tempeh is, so Let, let's recap know. on what that is. What is we're, tempe? we're spreading the word. So yeah. Tempeh, tempeh is a, a traditional food from Indonesia. It's made of um, fermented beans. Um, from Indonesia, It's the traditional um, tempeh is made from soybeans. But I found you can make them out of anything, any bean, mm-hmm. most grains. I just read a scientific paper on making tempeh out of apples oh, wow. that I started doing. But people like it's just fuzzy apples, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fungus. Yeah, what is the texture? What is the texture it's How does just, it
2: compare to a, to a bean a tempeh tempe from beans? It's
5: a fuzzy looking apple that nobody would want to eat. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't look appealing. Yeah, but
2: a- but he mixed, said appealing, right? Appealing. <laughs> oh my
0: god, <laughs> that's good. Hey,
2: oh soy miso, So, temperamental. <laughs> yeah. I, tell you.
5: so I, I I've actually been working on making a sausage with apples and and sage and peanuts. Oh wow. And I brought some peanut tempeh that I made.
4: Oh, my goodness. Yes. She does that.
5: Roasted peanut tempeh. It's one of my favorite tempehs. Roasted
4: peanut tempeh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you develop the recipe for it yourself?
5: I play. Yeah. I make a lot of things. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: when yeah, you play are you playing 600 pounds at a time or are you do you have like a little pilot page? no I'm that's home a, You're home
5: yeah that's your pilot. Cause, because yeah. we're working in a shared kitchen so mm-hmm. there's no time to play when we're right. when we're in the kitchen what is the shared kitchen where is it? it's at? in Long Island City it's called me kitchen a su kitchen or the <sighs> entrepreneur space cool and uh and we you know it's shared by other entrepreneurs that we've we've been there for seven years that mm-hmm. we see come and go constantly mm-hmm
4: so you have a you have a peanut tempeh. Um, right now, for sale, you have just like a soy tempeh, a zuki bean and brown rice tempeh, and a white bean and brown rice tempeh. Do you ever um, take like kind of a tempeh experiments you do and, and decide to go commercial with them?
5: You know, there's the business side of making tempeh, and then there's the experimental side of making tempeh. So it, if you're going to make something, you have to have it like tested and you know, you have to have a scheduled process for it. So so th- those are just my my toys, my experiments. And uh, I sell them at the farmer's market, my experiments. Oh, really? Yeah, we do farmer's markets.
3: You, are you doing the right? mar- New York City green market? No, we're not in there. Okay.
5: They have rules, you know. But
3: uh, you're <laughs> at the one in uh, Park Slope, right? We're in Park
5: Slope and we're in oh, Greenpoint.
3: yeah one of the mine. old stone house. Ooh, the, wait, the Greenpoint one is, that's in um, McGor- Mc-
5: McGorlick, McGorlick Park. Park.
3: Oh, awesome. That it's is a actually- really sweet. I know. Um, I've wanted to put it, it's got to be on my to do list yeah, like soon because yeah. i have really a I've great neighborhood. Great stuff. It's really yeah. a great park. Yeah. And it's on the way to LA. It's between where we live and the brewery. So it's, and a I'm actually make,
5: selling tempeh there, but I have a friend from Puerto Rico and I bought this little uh, pizza oven. It's called a rock box huh. and it goes to a thousand degrees and it makes great pizza. Oh my gosh. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Wait,
3: what? You're making pizza.
5: Like at at the uh, at the market oh, with
3: oh, using your
4: tempeh. Uh, some some we use as the toppings. Oh, yeah. so the one at at the Green Market and at the one in Greenpoint. Yeah. Oh, okay.
5: Yeah, we're making pizza to order. Oh, cool! Because takes... I know the
4: Old Stone House has been building like a pizza oven. Also. Oh, have they? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, you could
3: you could do it there too. Yeah, yeah. And the Old that's Stone so cool. House, for those of you not in New York City, is in a little park. Yeah, it's where a the, it's a historic so monument. Yeah,
4: it's a historic yeah. monument
3: uh, that had something to do with George Washington, I think. So let's talk about crazy tempeh experiments at home. What's the what's the, what's the craziest thing you've tried to make tempeh out of?
5: Apples, probably. Apples. Yeah.
3: So what is it? What's the te- so it looks fuzzy and gross. What's the it texture? It looks fuzzy and
5: gross, and it's it's soft. It softens the apples. It's eating the fungus is eating the apples. It's Rhizopus oligosporus is the name of the the, the uh, culture, and it softens the apples, and it just grows. And what it does. To, to beans is it knits the beans together because it's it's a mushroom it's a fungus mm-hmm. so it's knitting the apples together hmm. but they're soft
3: so it's like a soft tempeh right basically.
5: it's like a soft tempeh does it
3: taste sweet are you do you still maintain some of like the apple esters and phenols and stuff
5: you know tempeh just kind of makes everything taste like tempeh okay you know tempeh, tempeh, it it has like this kind of earthy mushroom taste and it and it kind of takes away the flavor if you refrigerate it for a bit, it kind of comes back. The sweetness comes back. But I'm mixing it with grains and beans and peanuts. and So we'll see what happens. Cool. Yeah.
3: What else? have? What else? What other stuff? Uh, actually, like we're, interesting...
5: regu- we're regularly making chickpea tempeh. Really? Which is great because people know what chickpeas are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of like make a hummus with uh, like a chunky hummus with chickpea Ooh. tempeh and, and, uh, and uh, tahini and lemon. And it's pretty delicious.
3: And do you use fresh chickpeas with that as well, or just from the chickpea tempeh?
5: Just from the chickpea tempeh. And I, with a peanut tempeh, I actually, like, I like to cook as well. And that's, like, valuable for, I mean, sometimes I'll go to a restaurant that'll buy tempeh from us, and the recipe won't be great. And I'll have to, like, give them something that they could work with to make, to make it better. <laughs> have to do some consulting. And I, and I feel horrible about that, you oh know, because God. some people are very sensitive about, like, what they're cooking. So
4: with a, without actually without saying the name of the restaurant, can you give an example of that?
5: I, I, I could. There's some that some restaurant makes a curry that's just like not great, you know, <laughs> and you have to be very sensitive with telling them, you know, why don't you try this? You know, the peanut tempeh, what I do with the peanut tempeh is I tempeh is best like sauteed. So I saute the tempeh, and then I throw peanut butter in it, and then I put some jelly on it, and it's like a chunky peanut butter and jelly thing. Wow, that's you know. so do, do you
2: Do you throw the jelly in
5: in the sauteing? Yeah. It says warm? Okay, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah okay, everything cool. kind of mixes together, and it's yeah. sweet. and.
4: It's kind of like a tempeh that dessert. It sounds delicious. Yeah. Oh, it's
5: really, it's so good. It's creamy. Yeah. Oh well,
3: God. let's take a break, and we'll come back. Let's talk more about <laughs> cooking with tempeh, and I want to talk about your pizza oven, too. Oh, yeah, great. So. Okay, okay. That's I'm right, so
5: mad about it.
0: This episode is presented by the 2017 James Beard Foundation Food Summit. What do Americans want from their food? Find out at the 2017 James Beard Foundation Food Summit, Consuming Power, taking place at the Convene Conference Center in NYC, October 23rd and 24th. This year, the summit will bring together a diverse group of experts from across disciplines to look into the genesis and changing dynamics of consumer power and apply that knowledge to various food system issues we're facing today. Registration is now open. Learn more at jamesbeard.org slash Today's episode is also presented by Roland Foods, a specialty foods company based in New York. Founded by a German immigrant in 1934, Roland Foods has one purpose, improving the way the world eats. For Roland Foods, that means sourcing the most unique and delicious ingredients from around the world. From Middle Eastern Spice Blends to Tuscan Whole Grains, you'll find Roland products wherever food is being shared, from market shelves to professional kitchens. Check out RolandFoods.com for more information and follow them on Instagram, at RolandFoods.
2: Welcome back. Welcome back to... (laughs) a minute about it on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. network.org We're here in the studio with Barry Schwartz of Barry's Tempeh um, and we are about to try some of these new fun tempehs that he's got in front of us. We were about to talk about him uh, he uses uh, let us
5: talk about the secondary fermentation on this on this sausage that uh, experiment Okay, so it's um I'm make, I'm Tem- the tempeh that I make is made in plastic bags. They're made in uh, Ziploc bags. So, uh, and it, usually a pound will fit on a Ziploc bag. But I've started making it in tubes so I can make tempeh sausage. Mm-hmm. Oh. And this is uh, soy tempeh that's um, fermented with shio koji. And koji is the, um, the culture that, that sake is made from. And what it does is it, it uh, changes carbohydrates of any grain... Into sugar, and then the shio part is salt, so it's salty and sweet. So after making the tempeh, I, I, I uh, marinate it in uh, shio koji, uh-huh. and it becomes sweet and salty.
3: Wait, so marinating shio koji, do you because shio koji is usually in a powder or like granules, isn't it?
5: Koji is a powder. Koji is. As a powder. So the okay. shio, do you are you mixing your
2: own salt with the, with the koji, or it comes as well? A, tr- as traditionally, argument?
5: you take, you take, um, uh. Rice and you and you add water to it and then you add koji to it and you right. let it wait for a month, right. at 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 a regular temperature. Mm-hmm. But to make um, amasaki, which which is just sweet rice, it gets it ferments at 140 degrees and it and it happens in six hours. Mm-hmm. It turns it totally into sugar, the most sugariest thing you've ever. It's amazing that rice can turn into the, the, you know into sugar, mm-hmm. such intense sugar, and uh. And to cheat to make shio I just add five percent salt
3: to the You make so you're basically making amazaki. amazaki. Ah, okay. Wow. I made amazaki once. Oh, a long you made time amazaki. ago. Yeah,
0: it's really easy. Yeah, I
3: did amazaki. it in a little mini cooler. Although now I would do it with a. Uh, you could do it with a uh, sous vide stick. Sous vide. That's what yeah. I do. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's sous vide. Of
3: course, even the sous
4: vide.
0: The yeah. stick
3: that keeps on
2: giving.
4: That's
3: true. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I love the sous vide.
3: It's just so great. <laughs> so you're re-fermenting the the. Uh, tempeh with shiokoji right. and then you're mixing it or you're re-fermenting it and putting I'm, in I'm
5: re-fermenting I'm fermenting an or- already made tempeh okay all right cool so you have to be careful because it, it's actually eating the, the it's, it's separating the uh the tempeh so if you leave it too long it'll take the tempeh apart
3: okay so, so it'll be like little granules kind of or like
5: I, I soak it but but not very long okay mm-hmm. and ideally then then cook it just to stop the fermentation
3: Ooh, let's try some.
5: Yeah, go ahead. Okay. And uh,
3: this Remind is, this me is what, vegan the, one, what yeah. the name of these containers are, this container is.
5: They're called Tiffin's.
3: That's right, tiffin.
5: Yeah, they're so cool. So they're, they're in them.
3: Indian containers, yeah, right, that yeah. are used for, like, delivery and takeout of lunches, Yeah. I believe. There's a place I go in Manhattan that's called Tiffinwala. Oh, sure. They have a great vegetarian uh, Indian buffet brunch. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, uh, Indian buffet lunch, yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway,
3: these are stacking yeah. metal containers.
5: And, and you know, they I lock brought, into themselves. Yeah. I brought uh, toothpicks, but... I think we don't really care. You don't care. <laughs> all right. Well,
1: here's. But hold on to your tooth. Okay, I will. Okay. Okay.
4: <laughs> and uh, these are all tempeh based. Yeah, so I will so say that we... no
3: meat in these.
4: No, right. there's no meat here. Fantastic.
3: We are um, pairing this with a freshly canned Rockaway Rocktoberfest. That's right. It's really good.
2: Thanks for listening to us. Try these things. This is this is really it awesome. It
4: smells like coconut, actually.
5: It does oh, it was cooked it. in coconut oil. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah, it's delicious.
5: <laughs> so I, <laughs> it is. How do you?
3: So you're doing this in plastic tubes?
5: I'm making. Okay. I'm letting the tempeh become become round in a plastic tube, that okay. I put holes in because it okay. needs to breathe as right. it as it becomes tempeh.
3: Yeah, this is delicious.
5: Yeah. So I think the next step is maybe adding some smoke to it, Ooh, and then yeah. it'll be smoky and sweet and salty.
4: Mm, speaking of smoky, you make um, you now make a ready-made tempeh bacon, is that right?
5: I do. We do, but not very often. <laughs> we don't really have time to do it, but we do make a tempeh burger,
4: <laughs> oh, like okay. a
5: pre-made burger that's like ready for wholesale. You know that we sell.
4: Mm. Oh.
5: and that's made of um, azuki bean. Um, chickpeas and sunflower seeds that's Mm -hmm. marinated.
4: What's it marinated in?
5: Uh, Coriander, salt, and um, agave.
4: Oh, really cool.
5: Yeah. So it's really delicious and it's easy. You just put it in a pan and it's cooked and it's done.
3: So what are your favorite tempeh recipes? Or like if you just cook with some of your non- Actually,
5: this is something else. You guys should should taste. This is kind of a peanut sauce. It's made with... um, and oh, uh, he's breaking out limes. Yeah, here's here's some lime to take your next taste.
3: This is one of Chris's pet peeves when we eat on the radio, and it's don't. true. And nobody me, else can, nobody taste, can it. taste it. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're so well, sorry. Well, you guys just
5: have to be
2: Does really descriptive. Okay. We should also, yeah, exactly. We should take turns on. So the cool thing about tempeh. So,
3: so if you haven't. Prop- so you should go back and listen to um, the original episode because you talk about more what tempeh is. Right, and right. Everything yeah, else. Yeah. Um, but 42. if you have never had tempeh out th- and you're out there and you're not you know, you don't have to be in New York City, so you can actually get tempeh. I don't think it's might not be as good as your tempeh, but you can get tempeh at other tempehs. Well,
5: commercial tempeh is a little is different than my tempeh. Yeah. My tempeh is alive, mm-hmm. and that's been pasteurized and it makes yeah. a world of difference. Definitely. But <laughs> I do um, Offer to teach people how to make tempeh, so people have come to me from all over the world. I, I've had um, microbiologists from France spend a month with me, a couple of people from Canada, some people from uh, actually from Indonesia have come, where tempeh comes from, have come to learn how to make tempeh.
3: Awesome. The I think the good, the cool thing about tempeh is that it's a vegetarian food. Mm-hmm. It's high in protein and it has fiber and all kinds of vitamins right. and minerals and everything. Right. But it also has a really good texture. It's not like it's not like tofu. No, or like it's not like a textured soy protein sure, or anything. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's There's much a lot better of for you. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, it has a much more appealing oh. texture that that does almost sim- It does kind of simulate a sausage or like a burger or that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So
5: like it's a, it's mouth feel. Yeah, exactly. And all beans have a different mouth feel. Like we make a white bean tempeh that's much softer. Mm-hmm. Soy is much harder, and. One of the reasons that we make non-soy tempeh is because some vegetarians just eat too much soy. Right. And then there's that whole thing about um, estrogen yeah. and soy, Yep. which isn't true if it's fermented. Fermented soy doesn't do that. Really? Yeah.
4: That's
3: interesting. I must kill the precursor or something. I don't know. I have to look that up. Yeah. yeah. I to look up yeah. what the well, whatever we convert. That. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. Right. Um, so what do you recommend? Okay, so first of all, if somebody's gonna start making their own tempeh, what do you recommend as a beginner, like the easiest? Soy Soy, soy, is, soy easiest? is a no-brainer.
5: Yeah. So there's a couple of like like tools for making tempeh. What you have to do is you have to first crack the beans. The you know, the 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 culture doesn't like the hull of the bean. So the beans have to be cracked and then the hull has to come off. So the hull... You can crack the beans in a food processor. You could soak them overnight and crack them in a, in a food processor.
2: Would you ever want to crack them before soaking them overnight?
5: You can actually we started cracking our beans and we did it up until last week with a with a, a grain grinder that's yeah. made for grinding grains yeah. for beer. Yeah. And that worked perfectly. Not perfectly, but good enough for us. Mm-hmm. I just bought like a Chinese like grain grinder, like electric grain grinder that works much sure. better. Um so first grind the beans and then um, the holes as you're cooking will, will rise to the surface so those just get scooped off. And then th- one of the things you have to do that's like probably the most challenging part is uh, is drying the beans. If, and they have to get cooked al dente. If they're cooked, if they're too hard, the culture won't penetrate. If they're too soft, there won't be enough room between the beans for the, for the culture to like move between the beans and connect the beans.
3: Could you pressure cook them? You can,
5: probably, okay. yeah, but you have to be careful because right. you can't overcook or under. Well, you could cook them more if you're over, if you undercook, but you right. couldn't. You couldn't can't go save over, them You back can't go backwards. <laughs> right, you, can, you can go backwards in time. <laughs> um, so then, drying the beans—they have to be dried, so that the culture can work its way through. And to dry them at home, a, a hair dryer. And it's funny because... You just put them out on
3: like paper towels or some kind of cloth or something? You
5: can do that, but a hairdryer works great in a bowl. And you just... It's funny because the woman that was here like last week, the chocolate woman, she she did something with a hairdryer.
4: Oh, yeah. So she was... Yeah, she was using it as a winnowing device. Right. So I thought,
5: wow, people really use hairdryers for a lot of things.
4: (laughs) Very versatile.
5: (laughs) 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 Who would have thought?
4: Questionable in the case of (laughs) Megan, yeah.
5: (laughs) So there's the hairdryer. And then getting the culture is difficult.
3: You have to order it.
5: You have to order it. Or and, I guess get it
3: from someone else. And there's a
5: couple of places online mm. to order to order culture. They're not all great. The person that I get my culture from, um, it comes from a place called The Farm in Tennessee. And The Farm, do you know The Farm?
3: I think we talked about it on the. We just re-listened to The, uh, the Oh, last, did you? Yeah, well, The, the Farm team.
5: is um, the first like hippie community in the United States. Oh, like, okay, yes, yes, from yes, the 60s. yes, 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 so, yes, that woman's been making tempeh culture, like, since the beginning of tempeh being introduced in the U.S., since, like, the 60s. And uh, her culture is amazing. It's just the best culture. One gram of her culture uh, will inoculate 10 pounds of beans. Oh, wow. And if you're just a home tempeh maker,
3: can you order? For, does she sell no, to... No, she, she won't take she any only, more customers.
5: Okay. And you can't, like... You can't write to her. She doesn't do email. You have to call her. And if I call her, it's usually a two-hour conversation. <laughs> so I have to be... I have to allot the time like to or, to make my order.
3: <laughs> so we actually had... So we had the fermentation meetup mm-hmm. at the brewery last Monday. Oh, right. And then Amy... Isn't that her name? Amy Rosen, a- yes. Yes, Amy. And she had actually volunteered... Or she oh, came yeah, yeah. and... Right. Yeah, she said it was an amazing experience. Oh,
5: yeah. it's It's work. Yeah. You know, we've had... We actually had someone from Berlin come because they were interested in uh, making tempeh to learn how to make tempeh. She worked with us one night and she decided she didn't want to work at hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it is work. It's you know, it's it's hard work and it's a long we our hours are like from four thirty in the afternoon till till twelve thirty in the morning. Oh my goodness. And it's a lot of it's a lot of hand work. I feel like a lot like of heat the and the flintstone stove we're the <laughs> flintstones of tempeh making, yeah. you know. We have about six people plus my partner and myself you know making bagging and drying and it's it's work cool yes
3: all right so let's talk about other favorite recipes so this peanut sauce is really good
5: (laughs) the peanut sauce is like peanut butter with uh coconut milk and some sweetener and and uh onions garlic um ginger and uh turmeric
1: how about
3: tempeh tacos
5: Tempeh tacos be very easy to do. Yeah. You
2: you talked on the last show that the braising was a great technique.
5: Yeah, braising is really one of the best. Like the 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 uh, chickpea tempeh that I was talking about, just put some some um, some tahini in with some lemon and some water, and and cover it and put it in the oven, and just cook it like that. It's beautiful. It's, it's perfect. And if I could, if somebody could work on opening that, that's <laughs> like. That's a 4-year-old not a 4-year-old. It's actually a, a It's f-
2: a 4-year-old in it's, here. It's a <laughs> I can hear her crying. It's a 4-year-old. <laughs>
5: it's, it's a 40-year-old um, oh. uh, uh, Very small a barbecue 40-year-old. recipe from from Kansas that mm-hmm. I'm the first one outside of the family to to, to get it. I think and it, it might be it might be staying in that box forever.
3: This is pretty funny. Um so I'm watching Kuzme try to open it's <laughs> It's like a little, it it's like a little cookie tin. <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 there we go. We got it yes. You're right. So there's some pickles in there <laughs> because
5: pickles go well with, and pickles are fermented and they go well with the barbecue.
3: So let's talk about pizza. pizza. Oh wait, well, wait. You, okay, let's tell buy us about this barbecue. Okay. Sorry, I'm right. yeah.
4: right. yeah. get chapter. excited about pizza. <laughs> Pizza's exciting. We're going twice, but yes, uh, about this barbecue sauce. So the barbecue what sauce. What are we
5: eating here? It's called Katie's barbecue sauce. There's a barbecue place in in Kansas called Katie's. And uh, oh, my roommate is uh, her family owned the barbecue restaurant, and I'm the first one outside the family to have four ingredients.
2: To have the the, the, no- oh, really the known too. ingredients.
5: Yeah, I'll let you know the ingredients. It's um, it's just ketchup, mm-hmm. and more ketchup. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. No, it's That's two it's, of the <laughs> four. Two of the four <laughs> ingredients: ketchup, it's ketchup, Susceptive. apple cider vinegar, um, mm-hmm. uh, brown sugar, and black pepper. that's makes it, sense. It, And it and this it cooks so good. and it cooks all day. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically reduce the ketchup right. and and a caramelization, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: And then did, how did you prepare the
4: tempeh?
5: So first I sautéed it and then I cooked it in the barbecue sauce. Okay. So it's kind of kind of braising. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It's delicious. Yeah. It's kind of like barbecue ribs, which is something that I haven't had in like 8 years. So yeah. this is amazing.
5: So do you remember it well? Rachel's hooked. That was recent. <laughs> <laughs> right, it brings back memories. Rachel is a comfort. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about pizza.
5: Pizza, pizza is amazing. I mean, this place has some of the best pizza. But this is like immediate right there. The 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 uh, the oven gets to a thousand degrees. So, so
3: wait, what's it called the Rock Box? Rock Box. And do, is it electric?
5: No, it, it's either gas or wood. It comes okay. with two different like containers for holding um, for holding the fuel. Okay. And it's small, it's portable, it's about the size of a toaster oven, and it makes 12-inch pizzas in about three minutes. Awesome. So the, the trick to making good pizza is the dough. Like, it, it's fermented the night before, and the guy that, uh, um, he's staying with me. He's from Puerto Rico, and he's a, he's a pizza maker, pizziola, you know, so the night before, two nights before, he makes a whole bunch of dough and we go to the market and we probably sell about 20 or 30 pizzas. What, t- what, what
3: time does this market open? <laughs> <laughs> get
5: there get there at 12. Okay. Wait, what know. is
4: the dough fermented with?
5: It just, it's it ferments just by itself. Oh, like a you dough know? It's yeasted. Kind of yeah. Yeah, it's yeasted.
4: Oh, very cool. And what are your favorite pizza
3: toppings?
5: I'm a pretty traditional, I'm a traditional pizza lover, you know. Yeah. I I like tradition. What about yours?
3: Hm, me too.
5: Yeah. I just Although like, plain I like margarita eggplant. Pizzas. Eggplant is great
4: on a pizza. Yeah. I like uh, that hot honey. Mm. On pizza.
5: I like that. You,
4: you're only saying that cuz when that's where they like to do that. No, Polly G's, <laughs> Polly does, it, G's does it. Yeah. Polly does it too. Yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> Where's your favorite pizza? Are you guys? you guys are pizza people? Yeah. yeah. I mean
4: all New Yorkers are, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, where's
5: your favorite pizza? I
3: can't say that because you know what? I think it (laughs) depends. Because
5: because you're in a mood. No, because it depends.
3: depends, Because there's so many different styles. I mean, I am a traditional. Listen, I'm a traditional New York slice girl. Yeah. Like even those 99 cent slice joints, if they have a line out the door at lunchtime, I am on it. Because you know it's fresh. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you know, Roberta's like this Neapolitan style is also very good. You can get some really good cracker crust pizza. Mm. There's a place on Staten Island that does it really well.
2: Yeah. Uh, pier 76 defares yeah. is lives oh, De up, lives
5: up yeah. to that's hide. my that's my yeah. neighborhood really yeah, and that's and that's so yeah. i i like go there I, I used to go there and make fun of him and the kids because he would never let the kids like do anything. Oh, yeah.
4: He just mm-hmm. has you to know, make all You know, he just all does
5: hand. all yep. the work, you know, mm-hmm. never.
3: So Chris threw me a birthday party there last no year. No kidding. Oh, oh that
5: it. must have been the time that I went there and it was closed because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to make sure it's going to be open and they don't like advertise. They don't say anything. Yeah, they only do it on Wednesdays. Or, only or, on Wednesdays. Yeah,
2: or something like that. Oh, yeah.
3: It was amazing.
5: Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Because
2: he just goes in there. He just starts making pizzas until you guys are full and then... That is so cool. And it was BYOB, so everybody brought
3: beer. And
5: Oh, yeah. It was was a good thing. Because he really, now he doesn't even turn around. Right. You know, he just stands with his back to you and he just makes pizza. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We did get him a little drunk. We have a friend that makes wine. (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) And and he was really digging the wine. Anyway. No kidding. (laughs) Yes. All right. So let's talk about what else do you ferment or like to cook at
5: home? Oh, you know, I brought a bottle of something. Oh, Uh-oh. what?
3: See, this is the it's best thing pocket. about these I'm shows <laughs> is that you have this guest on, and they're like, "Ooh, I bought this bottle of something," okay. and reach into it's their in your, pocket. Yeah. So this stuff like,
5: here—it's really cool stuff. What? And it's that's called... A um, top?
3: No, that's a. It's a nasal. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah it is. It's a nasal <laughs>
0: thing, but I, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I
5: filled it up with. with um, it's called I'm EM one. Sure. EM one. Do you know EM? No. No. Efficient no. microbes. Ooh. It's, it's, um, it was developed by a guy in, uh, in Japan and it has all kinds of applications. But one of the, one of the things it's,
4: it's a soil conditioner.
5: It is a soil conditioner. And it's, <laughs> do, do you know here. what Vokachi is?
3: It sounds familiar, but nothing's coming to so mind. So Vokachi
5: like is anaerobic, um, uh, um, anaerobic, it breaks down food. What, okay.
3: It's like, uh, Compos- compost. yeah, it's compost. Ana- okay. Anaerobic yeah, yeah, yeah. compost. Okay. Yeah. So
5: it, it composts things in like two weeks where normal composting would take months. So
3: it's like an additive that they use at these, at the, like these, probably like the giant compost. The giant compost, Like city yeah, compost yeah.
5: So it does situations. it in, in no time. Yeah. But it, it does so much more than that. One of the things that, that this does is it'll bind heavy metals in a, in a, um, in, in soil. So if you wanted to plant a garden and there's heavy metals, that, so you wouldn't like want to plant in a it. a Brooklyn backyard or something. Right. Or that you, was... you would spray EM1 on it. And it would bind the metals so that they wouldn't be taken up by the plants. Wow.
3: And it just stays in the soil? It just stays huh. in the soil.
5: And one of the things, the reason I have it in, in this like thing right here is my dog, um, who's about 16 years old, he has candida, awful, awful candida. And his ears get Which all... Which is a yeast infection. Right. And his ears get all gunky. A couple of like shots awesome. of this, and he's all better. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah Wait, r-
3: so how do you uh-huh. make it?
5: It's it's fermented. Oh, it's fermented. So you buy the concentrate. You add it eats molasses. You you add like a, a tiny bit of it, molasses and water. It ferments it at a um, 96 degrees. It takes about a week, and you put like an airlock on top so that air doesn't get in, and it's done and it's ready to use.
3: So what else do you use it for?
5: <sighs> this is gross. So. <laughs> so uh what, okay, get ready
3: okay. cover your ears if you don't okay, want don't, to hear grossness do, do
5: not get sick from this but <laughs> like if there's like an accident where a lot of people die yeah you can spray bodies and it stops the smell it stops the de- decomposition really yeah oh my so God. it stops
3: She's
2: decomposition for humans right
5: but increases composition for for uh, compost right right fascinating and and uh what else does it do it does something else oh you know what it does that's great I have I have a cat so the cat has a cat litter, kitty litter. You spray it in the kitty litter, it takes the smell away. Really? Hey.
3: Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it does. It's like magic. You know, it takes like an hour the smell is gone. I wow. okay. don't have to change the cat litter so what
4: often. What is that called again?
5: It's called EM1. It stands
4: for effective microorganism. Right,
5: right. Developed by a guy in Japan <laughs> yep. who started like giving it away and then people started buying it and selling it and he had like Take some control over it, so he licensed it to someone who makes it. And
3: what do you know the origin of the like? Some did he like just find some it, or somebody invented some it. Some in scientists in
5: Japan. It's a mixture of 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 cultures of bacteria <laughs> that work together to make to make this. Yeah, yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it's fa- it's totally fascinating.
3: Now I'm gonna have to read more about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, And it's cheap.
5: Like a a gallon is like seventy dollars, but then it makes it makes like. 50 gallons.
3: And can you just store it in the fr- the concentrate in the fridge or something?
5: It, it doesn't go bad. Okay, cool. Like, I- ideally, you'll use it before it loses its potency. Cool. Yeah. If you have cats, of course, you
3: will. We do have a cat. Yeah. Only yeah. one. But.
2: Yeah. I wonder if it helps the smell of spent grain in Ooh, dumpsters.
3: yes.
5: It could do that. It could. I'll, I'll give oh you some. Oh, my God. You could, this could make
3: a huge difference. <laughs> yeah, no <kidding>. So, because <laughs> in New York City, um, also our compo, now, you know, we have... Uh, city composting, so we have like a little compost bin in our kitchen.
5: Are they taking the grain from? Is the city taking the grain?
2: City's well, taking the grain from me. Yeah, the not the city, but for, well, it, private
3: company uh, that compost it. Yeah, trash right.
2: removals. Yeah, I'm getting mine composted. Sure. Not
3: and then we have our little kitchen compost at home. You know, the the little city gave us yeah. a little bin.
5: Right.
3: Um. But yeah, that, I bet that might work though if you spray it. I don't know. We could. We should try it.
5: I'll I'll give you some. Because I mean, spent some.
3: grain is a huge, especially in the summer, because once a brewery's done, if you don't you have to call and, you know, have them collect it. And, and here in New York City, pickup. the problem is, you know, in other areas of the country, a lot of breweries can give it to farmers or whatever. But here, because of the tolls, it's, you kind of, ha- you have to pay somebody to take it away because the farmers, it's more expensive, you know, to go through the Lincoln Tunnel or what, uh, you can't right. even, you know, right. you have to, you can only use so many tunnels with trucks anyway. Sure. Um, but, uh, so you have to pay somebody to take it away and it's pretty expensive. And if, you they don't have a pickup, or maybe there's a holiday, or they don't pick up certain days. Then the spent grain sits around. If you have a tasting room, you don't want it to smell. So. I'm sure. I'm sure Ooh, we're gonna have work. to look into this. Yeah. This could be amazing.
4: And
2: yeah. uh, you know, right now, if we're you know not bringing it outside, we're bringing it into our walk-in cooler to kind of slow the fermentation. Oh effect. sure, but, but even then, uh, so gets, I'm, ru- I'm gonna gets, run out of room and won't be able to do that. It gets forever. stinky.
5: How long? I guess it's a temperature. It's a temperature thing. thing. So yeah. if it, if we put it
2: straight to the walk-in, then it, then you know it, uh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't get too smelly too too bad but the other day we took it took it all outside it was hot it was warm and there was a mist pickup so we got there the next day middle of the day like what they didn't get it and so it was already like <laughs> smelling funky and (laughs) funky away. And And then
3: when they did get it, they had a malfunction and they (laughs) spilled it all over the street. And Chris (laughs) had to go uh, hose the freaking 46th Avenue in Long Island (laughs) city to get all the compost. It's our first (laughs) official (laughs) day (laughs) open. The neighbors (laughs) are just getting
2: used to us. And then, and the trash guy had a malfunction and, and the trash guy or the compost guy, uh, not only spilled a bunch of virus spent grain over the place, but also a lot of strawberry juice and, <laughs> and like oranges and other decomposing stuff from other restaurants in the neighborhood. Oh, but versus... meanwhile, it's all landing on us. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we right. don't have any of those things at the brewery, but yeah. it was all up the street. And, and uh, we were sure to get the blame for it. We cleaned it as best we could. and Sorry, neighbors. <laughs> I hope it's all right.
5: So let me get back to tempeh. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, right. sorry <laughs> <laughs> So is an interesting... The process takes three days. Mm-hmm. So the first day is grinding... Is grinding the beans and soaking them. Like, that's the first step in the process. So we we come back the next day, and we start, like, cooking and bagging. The third day, someone has to sit and monitor the temperature of the tempeh. Like, the ideal temperature is 87 degrees. Mm -hmm. So mostly, it sits in a proofer, in a bread proofer to begin with, at 87 degrees. After 8 to 12 hours, it starts creating its own heat. And it the temperature will rise to about 150 degrees, but if it gets any warmer than like 95, it's dead. Right. So it has to be taken out and brought into like an air conditioned room.
2: And you're doing these on you're doing these on layered slats. That we're, aren't we're doing all them
4: on bakers bakers racks. Bakers oh. racks. Yeah. Trays of bakers right. racks. Like cookie trays.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As even and there is evenly. The heat is relatively even sometimes you have to like move
5: the the bottom ones to the top and my partner Gordon goes like we'll we'll work till 1230 in the morning not get home till 230 my partner will go back to the kitchen at 8 o'clock and monitor start monitoring the temperature Right. and this summer we actually had a whole month where we we lost a whole month of tempeh oh man and we couldn't figure out why and it was just simply because we weren't after you cook the beans you have to you have to cool them down and we weren't cooling them down enough. The water in the um in the kitchen was just too warm. Okay. And we weren't monitoring the temperature. We finally figured it out. We just thought it was it was the summer and it was just too hot, but it was it was us we we're we started having competing um cultures. We had we were having culture wars like in the bags of tempeh and something else was winning.
2: Oh, <laughs> right.
4: <God>. That's horrible. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you know is there a ph uh, what are you testing to know when your 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 tempeh is done just the firmness just the firmness
5: there there's a ph that that when we first got tested like by the city to to get okayed for making tempeh the guys that do the testing the the um who are the ags and markets guys mm-hmm. they didn't know what tempeh was so they erred on the side <laughs> oh of gosh. caution and said no tempe, you can't make tempeh it's like Tempe is not safe We don't know We don't know anything about it We're, we're failing you So I became friends With a microbiologist in a corn, At Cornell Who knows tempe And he convinced them That it was okay mm-hmm. But we have to um, the, the, uh, the pH has to be about main, be Maintained at about 4 At number 4 mm-hmm. and On the scale Makes sense Yeah, yeah. Um, To, to now, make it safe
4: black spots On, on your tempe Is kind of normal Right?
5: It's a uh, sporalization. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Is that normal on commercial tempeh, too? I think
5: they might use a... a we're using Rhizopus oligosporus. They, they might be using another kind of um, Rhizopus that, that doesn't have black spots. Mm-hmm. Because people call us, not not that often, but they call us to ask <laughs> us if whether the black spots are safe. I can imagine. And, it, and it's actually like, it's the best part of the tempeh, oh. you know? <laughs> It's it's the part that gives you the most. Tempe isn't uh what's what's. Tempe doesn't create gut bacteria, but it creates the condition for gut bacteria. Okay. The
4: good kind. Yeah. The, yeah. Good, the yeah.
5: good kind of gut bacteria.
3: The good kind. All right, so we got to wrap up. But where can people find out more?
5: They can go to uh com, or they could go to Barry's Tempe Facebook page and uh, see where we're sold and and um, and and the markets. They can go to uh um, the farmers market in Park Slope on Fifth Avenue, or and Green, that's on Sundays, Greenport. correct? Both of them are on Sundays. both
3: of them are on Sundays. Okay, cool.
5: Or they could visit any of the restaurants. There's a gorgeous restaurant that just opened a couple of months ago. The best vegetarian restaurant in New York. Ooh, it's called on. ABCV. Oh yeah,
3: yes, that's on my list. It's in uh, as Union
4: well.
5: Square, right? It's in Union yeah. Square, yeah. and it's a gorgeous, gorgeous place. And the chef is brilliant. And it's run, you know, it's one of uh, John George's, mm-hmm. you know, restaurants and gorgeous absolutely beautiful it's really worth a trip if you want to impress someone bring them bring them there
3: that could be my birthday gift
2: hey all right what episode is this i'm
5: gonna write this down
3: thank you you so much for being on and i'm now reinvigorated once we
4: have that you guys should bring
5: that home if you want oh i would love to it might not
4: i would i would yeah i'm a little obsessed with the barbecue one yes
3: (laughs) maybe it is delicious um Thank you so much. Oh, you're so Very
2: welcome. awesome. Yeah. We're so yeah. happy to have you again. We'll I, see you in four years on the show. <laughs> <No. laughs> oh, we will see
3: you in the park. <laughs> park.
5: Oh yeah, come come on. Yes, down. this yeah.
3: Sunday, man. For well, pizza. if you guys
5: ever like um, uh, offer food at the, at the yeah, we do. At we're gonna love have pop ups We'd love to have you. Pop- I'd do love some to pop-ups. do a pop up, dude. Oh, let's awesome. book it yeah. now. Yeah, ready. Cool. So, yeah, me too. All right, Tempe and Tempe and and pizza awesome oh my god yeah yes. all for it yes <laughs> that's all your right. birthday present
4: yes the <laughs> so listeners be on the lookout for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right
3: back to the real world
0: for men here